Okay, welcome to episode 13 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I'm your host, Lisa Nowakowski, along with Nancy Minicozzi. I am a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County, California. And I'm Nancy. I'm an ed tech coach in Northwest LA County. And I think this might be episode 14, but oh. whichever one it is, I think that's my mistake, but that doesn't matter. Episode 13.5. Anyway. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, go. All right, so just a reminder of our podcast focus. We want to be accessible on your schedule. We like it short, simple, and sweet. So we have a video format. We also have a question section. You can get your own questions answered on our website, tlc.ninja. And remember, it is personalized mobile PD. You choose the focus, and you get to listen to when, when you want to. Okay, so thank you. And today's random coffee fact. Hawaii is the only U.S. state able to grow coffee plants commercially, but coffee is also grown in other places in the U.S. or on U.S. soil because there's coffee that's grown in Puerto Rico, and there are two experimental coffee growing projects taking place in the U.S. One is in Santa Barbara near me, so yay, hopefully that'll get going, and also in Georgia. So that's our coffee fact. And tonight we are really excited. We have a little bit of a departure for you. Normally we have classroom teachers on as our guests, but today we are very lucky to have Steve Garten, who is a senior manager at Common Sense Education, which is a branch of Common Sense Media. So Steve, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. Well, thank you. Nancy and Lisa, this is great. I think what you're doing here is wonderful. Um, I'm a senior manager at Common Sense Education. Before that, I was a technology coordinator for the state of Maine doing that one-to-one -one implementation. They're actually in the 17th year of one-to-one -one for all the students, which is wow. pretty amazing. Um, Common Sense piloted some materials in the state of Maine when I was there. And then when they, when they asked me and Jeff Mao to, to come join them, it was a no-brainer. So, so we're there with them now. Before that, I was a tech director at the county level, then the local district level, as well as classroom teacher for eight years. And now I'm excited to be here um, and, and love to be working for Common Sense. That is terrific. So what would you like people to know about Common Sense Education? And it's not Common Sense Media anymore, right? Well, Common Sense Media still exists. So, but Common Sense Media is really the movie ratings. That's what we're best known for. The movie ratings, the, the, the book ratings, the things that we've done for kids. And those are still out there. So Common Sense Media is still going gangbusters. But they also have two other divisions, one called Common Sense Education, where we've taken the rating system that we did for movies and applied it to educational apps. So if you want to know what's the best software to use, go in, use the search engine. You can find something for whatever your platform is. You can find something for whatever your grade band is. You can find something for whatever your subject is. And then we rate applications the same way that we've rated movies, you know, uh, based on pedagogy, engagement, and support, uh, and actual classroom use. So we have teachers rating these. Um, we have our professional editorial ratings, and then we also have teacher ratings that are out there. Um, we also have a kids action advocacy group that's that's very much pushing for the kids advocacy, especially in the technology space, um, and a big privacy initiative that's sort of moving forward, which is all, also part of our ratings thing. So I think what I'd like people to know most about Common Sense is we're a nonprofit organization, tons of free resources for for schools. 
um, both the educational rating things and then digital citizenship materials. That's what we're also most known for, as well as some educational um, pieces on how to use tech, how to put things in. Just like your format, we're really going for the short video formats with some easy to use lessons because teachers just don't have time to spend all day either to find something um, or to, to research what's the best thing for them to actually use. And I think video format's a great way to do it. And then our digital citizenship resources, we have a completely free curriculum, K to 12, that's very good for lessons for what am I actually going to do you know, to, to help these kids as we're moving forward. Yeah, I have to say I have used many of the digital citizenship lessons and they were, they were fabulous. Very easy to implement. They are, they're, and it's so great that they're they're um, grouped by grade level, and it's all laid out easily for a teacher to see and to follow. I love it. So, speaking of that, what what do you think is the best or easiest way to uh, get started teaching kids about digital citizenship? Well, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think our our resources. <laughs> That's why you're here. <laughs> our, <Toot> away. <laughs> our, our resources are probably the easiest way to get started because what we found is is really elementary kids really need sort of some direction on here's what we need to what we need to teach them what we need to know. Elementary, we have a little more walled garden for them, you know, so that they really need to be told how to act, how to behave, those kind of things. When they get to middle school. Middle schoolers, believe it or not, and I taught middle school for eight years, middle schoolers know where the line is. What they don't know is what happens when they step over that line. And, and we have resources available so middle school kids can then experiment. Well, what happens when I overshare? What happens when I post a picture that's something here? What happens when I say something negative about that? So they can actually experience the consequences going through our curriculum when they're going through that. And then high school kids really need the, the dialogue and the conversation. You know, they really need to talk about the gray areas. You know, what kind of footprint do I want to leave? How do I want to portray myself online? How am I going to look for college? How am I going to look for a job? Um, what are all these dichotomous things that are happening with someone else posting things about me and how do I handle it? And then, and then just the discussion things. So the easiest way to start whatever grade level you are is to go just look at our free scope and sequence, common sense education. Um, it'll be there. And then look through some lessons. And like you, like you said, you'll find something that is just really appealing to you. So as an individual teacher, that's a great way to do it. If you have an issue in your in your classroom, your school, you can just go look up that issue and say, okay, we're, we're struggling here a little bit with cyberbullying. Let's go look up just that topic. We're struggling a little bit here with copyright. Our kids just don't understand copyright at all. So let's go look up that part there. Start with what speaks to you the most. And as you look at those resources, they are really appealing and you'll find out, oh, we need this. And then just find out the best way to put that in. So, so we really found that you know, you, you start anywhere you want, and then we have tons of resources. The other piece is the parent involvement. Um, most teachers are worried about what do I say to parents? Parents are, you know, as districts move to implement more and more technology, more and more schools going one-to-one, -one, the parents are saying, hey, you're giving my kids these devices or access. What are you doing to keep them safe? And we have a ton of free parent resources that are also available to give you as a teacher the ammunition to talk, here's what we're doing, and then the confidence between you, the students, and the administration to be able to put together a plan so that you can 
comfortably speak to everybody about here's what we are doing to keep your kids safe and not only that but helping them thrive because they're going to need technology if they're going to get a job they're going to need technology to even do okay in school the the world is a completely different place than when i went to school back in 19 and it's time times have just changed radically so look up our stuff and you're ready to go that's i have a question um your parent um, information that you send home with parents, is it in one language or do you have it available in multiple languages? Um, we have it in a couple. We're trying to get the translation going. I know we have Spanish now. Um, we started a, a French thing. So we do have a couple of other languages. Um, and we're working on, on certainly moving more and more of those out. Um, Excellent. And, yes. And we're also working on the, the accessibility issue, too. Um, a lot of our, you know, the materials, the videos and things like that, making sure we've got closed captioning. Um, PDFs, to have that machine readable thing, that's a, that's a lot more difficult than a lot of people think to do that. But we are absolutely trying to reach people. And there is, um, uh, if you go to the page, there is a place for requests. So if you have something that you'd like in another language or something that's not there, that's not available, please let us know and, and we'll do that. Now, bear in mind, we are a nonprofit. So nonprofit means you don't have any money. So, so, so we're, we're, yes, we're trying to move these things as fast as we can. Um, but we're very aware of that and, and really want that to happen as we're moving forward. And I'm glad you reminded me of the parent resources because I actually am doing a parent ed night in a couple of weeks. And I know you updated those within the last few months, right? Several mm -hmm. of them. So I'm going to have to go pull down those new ones to hand out uh, and to share with people. And those have been updated. And we also do have resources. If you're a teacher, send some information. We have some slide decks if you want some things to get started. If you are doing a parent presentation, um, we found that the teen panels have been absolutely the best means of speaking to parents. You know, most people are afraid to have a teen panel because what are these kids going to say? Every single one has been absolutely amazing when they take ownership and, and they can really speak to what they're doing. And then the other thing that we found incredibly effective is one of the things that's missing with the technology implementation is positive press. And we found the best way to get that is before every band concert, choir concert, play, some sports activities, any events you have where people are there anyway, have some kid go up and for two minutes before that, talk about and demonstrate something cool they're doing with technology in school. Because that way you get a brief hit of, yes, this is, this is good, this is good. And then the parents are looking at their children going, are you doing this in school? And either they are, which is great, or they're not. And then you get the conversation going in a positive way. We, we found that when you have parent nights, where you're talking about a technology parent night, you'll get nine parents that will show up. And those are the nine parents that get it anyway. So, so to have these resources available and put them somewhere where they're, they're there normally, instead of trying to create a special event, we found it's been very effective. Oh, that's a great tip. Thank you. So let's see, what else should we ask? Um, how can, uh, so I love all those digital citizenship resources, but I know that you also have some ed tech resources um, available. Uh, how can educators, take advantage of those? How can they find those to use them in the classroom? And how should they go about that? Thank you for asking. And the fact that it was the next <laughs> question written down was the best way to do it. I can read. Finding good tech resources really is a very difficult, time-consuming thing for teachers. That's probably 
their biggest struggle is how do I find it? And on the same page, Common Sense Education, you have a section for digital citizenship. You also have a, a section for ed tech ratings and reviews. And in the same way that we've rated you know, the popular movies that are out there, we've rated the apps and you choose your category, you choose your, your subject area, you choose your grade band, you choose your platform, you choose whether you just want to look at free or paid apps, um, that kind of thing, and the reviews will come up. The, the nice thing about it for me is you get lost in there because just like the movies where we have top five movies or the, the, the top 10 books that your kids should read this summer, we also have top picks for our, our educational apps. So the top five middle school math apps, you know, the top five reading apps, you know, so display things, top five video editors, you know, I mean, there are a lot of top lists that you find yourself just browsing through and go, oh, I never thought of that. And then you can very easily and quickly read the reviews and find out, okay, I think this is something I'd be interested in. You click right there, the info's there, and then you can find out. Um, in addition to whether it's any good or not, we also have the new privacy ratings that we've started because... Absolutely. A lot of these, especially the free apps, you don't know what they're doing with the data. And I think that's important um, for teachers to be aware of because we found that when you're looking at reading the terms of services, some of those are 14, 15,000 words long. And we even have on our ratings and reviews how long it's estimated it'll take you to read it, not comprehend it. So if it takes you two hours to read it before you click that button that says, I accept, it's not going to happen. So we've cond to condensed those down in a way that really makes sense for teachers to do that. So if they know, because if an app's free, they got to pay for it somewhere. And usually that's with the data. So we've provided information so they'll know what's what on that. And it's all there. The ratings are all free. They're wonderful. And as teachers, you can also go in and add your own rating too, because they're professional ratings and then teacher ratings too. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't realize there were so many wonderful resources available on Common uh, common Sense Education. And, wow. and I think that that's the thing is I love working for Common Sense because people either love us or they don't know us. I, I, I've never <laughs> found anybody that said, oh, Common Sense, that's not very good stuff. They either say, we love your stuff, or they say, well, we didn't know about that. And now that we do, we love you. So it's a great place to work. It's absolutely the, the best place in the world to work because we really are everything we're doing is is to help teachers to help you know society and to help us be able to implement technology in a way that makes sense so it's exciting stuff well and i love how you're doing all the privacy ratings now because that is so important um and i think that that's where teachers a lot of times maybe well-meaning but they just you know oh let's do this and they don't realize like you said if they're if the app is free they're paying for it some other way and I think it's really good that you bring that to their attention. Ooh, we're ringing. Our 15 minutes are up. Well, thank you very much for having me on today. Minute. No, it was actually 15, but we can give Steve <laughs> another minute if he, I know I, I was so excited that everything was working that I said it for 15 instead of 14 like I'm supposed to. But I'll, give, okay. you, I'll give you an extra minute if you want to have some uh, final thoughts. I just want to thank you so much for doing this. And I think, you know, our resources are all out there. They're free. Common Sense Education. Go out, find some good stuff out there. But this is also the communication between the parent, the teacher, the student, the administrator, and the tech coordinator. I think our resources really help tie that all together because that's the other thing we found is that if you don't have the communication in the district, 
it's really hard to implement technology in a meaningful way. So thank you so much for having me on your show today. This was wonderful. I enjoyed it. And I, I look forward to your future casts. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. I was so excited to have you. Thank you.